welcome all who come on this Ash Wednesday to St. Anne's and those who join us by way of live stream this evening. For those who are sick or shut in, whatever your circumstance, you are united with us in bonds of charity and prayer as we offer this Mass together with you to our Lord. What are you doing for Christmas? What are you doing for your vacation? What are you doing for Thanksgiving, the holidays? What are you doing for Lent? In our culture, we ask that question a lot, doing. What are you doing? And a lot of that is the consequence of the Anglo-Saxon Puritan work ethic. For us as Americans, we're indebted to that work ethic, doing, doing, doing. In fact, many of us don't think we're very successful unless we're always doing something. Or we judge people and say they're lazy if they're not doing something. Heavy on the activity, on the work, as a sign of success, productivity. Well, that's a good thing in part, but in the spiritual life, this can become very dangerous. Justification by works is a heresy. And we have to be very careful that during Lent, when the question is asked, what are you doing for Lent? What are you giving up or what are you taking on? The doing thing. It almost seems as though we can win this salvation through those works. If I pray more, the Lord will be happy with me. If I drink less, eat less, smoke less, if I just simply give more of my time and talent and treasure, the focus is wonderful in part, but don't make Christianity a self-improvement program. Because if you make Lent and your works of penance a self-improvement program, the Lord is not there. You've cut him out. So what are you doing for Lent? I think the question is more, what is the Lord's desire? What is he doing for me? this Lent. In fact, the two can work very well together, and they have to work together. I can only do the prayer, the penance, the fasting, the almsgiving, the works of mercy, all that stuff that I want to take on as part of my Lenten agenda, if the end is our Lord, not me. This is not about me. This is about him. In fact, the Mass, once again, dear friends, with all respect, is not about me. It's not about you. It's not even about us, we the people. Oh, important as each one is, don't get me wrong. No, primarily, the Mass, Lent, 
our lives, this whole universe designed and created by him is for his glory. So Christianity is not the self-improvement program as much as it is worship of the God-man who humbled himself at Christmas to come among us as a man. At the age of 33, will stretch those arms on a cross out of love for mankind in mercy. Now that's very important to keep alive because if we focus on all our doing, our work, most of us, like New Year's resolutions, we get frustrated. We say, okay, for Lent, I'm gonna take this on and take that, and by the first week or so, maybe even tomorrow morning, um, didn't do so hot on that one. And so we get disappointed with ourselves. We beat ourselves up. Then we say, I'm so unworthy. I'm such a loser. See, all that is not what the Lord wants out of Lent. Now, a lot of people associate Lent with sin. I mean, almost exclusively. They come for the ashes because it's a reminder of their mortality, true. Maybe their sin. Maybe they just want that badge of courage to show people, okay. But fundamentally, no. If we focus on ourselves too much, then we will get disappointed, frustrated, and we'll walk away because it's too hard. 40 days, oh my God. Why so long? Well, our Lord went into the desert for 40 days. That's why we practice his example. We're following the Lord. We're going into the desert with him, and he's going into the desert with us. So it's not just about me. It's going to be about my reliance on his grace and allow him to do the work, as he does at every Mass. This is my body for you. This is my blood for you. Everything in the life of our Lord was always about doing it for someone else. So we think, okay, well, I should do that for some, well, yes. However, he wants to do that for you even now. So I think Lent can be a marvelous time to back off on the doing from my perspective and allow the Lord to do more. What does he want to say to you? See, this is a relationship with him. When was the last time you really spoke to him? Maybe it's going to be more prayer. I'm so busy, I don't have time to pray. Okay, that's a problem. That's a real addiction, work. I'm just too busy. Start. Today is the day of salvation. Now is the acceptable time. Stop the madness of the world. Turn it off. Turn off all the media for what? A minute? And you'll be amazed how much the Lord will speak to you in one minute. Or give him two. He'd like at least three. Maybe three and a half. And you'll find as you just get quiet with the scriptures or a prayer, Stop talking. Stop doing. 
and let him do the work for you. He'll speak to you and he will say, look, I know you, I know you through and through, I know your sins, but I want you to know how much I love you when you come back to me. I want to know that you are assured that I am merciful. I think a lot of people don't think of God as merciful. They fear God, they run away from God, they're hiding, they're ashamed, they have low self-esteem. They're very, very self-ridden with their own shame and guilt. They can't trust God. They give up on God for that reason. But you know, because you're here and we're all sinners, and the wonderful thing about Christianity is that it gives us the exit out because of a merciful God. A merciful God revealed by Jesus as one of incredible, incredible love, compassion. Look at him on a cross. Keep this image alive because for Catholics, we don't take the body off the cross. It's not an empty symbol. It's living. Even in his death, Christ lives. He's never more powerful than in that moment in which he's forgiving sins, even now, even now, even now, to the end of time, most especially through the graces of the Mass. Every time he offers his body and blood, he's doing that for you and for me, so that sins may be forgiven. No other religion has ever spoken of a God who manifests forgiveness in such high degree by dying for his people. So focus on our Lord as he goes into the desert. Walk with him, stay with him in the quiet of those days and nights. Find some time in your prayer. Just take that one on, but let him do the talking. Let him do the walking. Let him do the saving. Because left to ourselves, we really can't succeed. Back off on the work, your work, and let him do the work for you.